always having a sense of love for the people, the things, life, all of it. Um, I think that could heal a lot of things in this world, almost everything. If people, if every person just loved one person a little more, like our world would be different. This is about humans dreaming together. About humans supporting each other on our journeys. It's about the science and the art behind making our dream lives a reality. To the students of life. The young and the curious. The dreamers and the doers. To those who crave to be a strong individual. And want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dreamology Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Tim Bishop, back with another episode of the Dreamology Podcast. Remember, we are here because in school, we didn't learn about how to make our dream lives a reality. And so here we are studying how to do that. And we are making sure that we're all making daily progress towards our dream lives. For me, it's been a little bit over 18 months since I made the conscious decision to try to make my dream life a reality. And in that process, I am trying to grow, to transform, to connect, to love, to contribute, and to really just see what the best life looks like for me. And I want to help others do the same. And these conversations are a way that I can do that. And so I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. Let's get to it. Today's guest is Amanda Belke. Amanda is a life design coach and life design is this concept of really designing each element and important part of your life in the way you want it and figuring out what that looks like and how do you get it. And so Amanda shares with us her insights on how people go about making change in their life and how they go about designing the certain parts of their day to make them fulfilled, happy, and live a life that they consider to be successful. And so in this interview, we talk about things like how to let your values guide you, about purpose, about love, and really all the good, important topics of life. And so here's the interview with Amanda Belke. I hope you enjoy it. Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Tim. It's so great to connect with you and to be here today. Well, good. I'm excited that you are excited. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like we got to start with a life design coach. I think you have to give us a definition of what that is before we dive into uh, the more finer details of the conversation. Yeah. So just as some, I guess, background for everyone that has either heard the term life coach or life design coach, or if you haven't before, um, I really view it as I work with clients to understand where are they right now and help create a plan to get them to where they want to be. So that's through different questions and tools um, to really identify what that vision is of where they want to be and the accountability to get there. So where a lot of people get hung up is they don't know what that vision is. They don't know what they want. They don't know what that looks like. So it's designing that together to give them the tools, resources to really take that to the next level and dive in deeper to be like, this is how I want to design it. This is how I'm going to design my life to uh, really align with what that greater vision is. 
So when you think about all the different areas, it's like, okay, what do I want? I call it the wheel of life. So what do I okay. want to design with my family? What do I want to design with my friends? What do I want to design with my career? What do I want to design around my health, around spirituality, finances, all of that good stuff. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about like some of the core elements, but you just mentioned some of them. So when you're like you're not you don't limit yourself to certain elements of of i guess the life as a whole you're diving into all it sounds like like i mean you said family friends yeah. career spirituality is it kind of just based off of what that person like you feel like that person needs or do you have a general framework of like certain like buckets that you cover with everyone that's a great question so it really varies um by person so i would say is every person i work with comes to me for the majority thinking that their problem is one thing or they're stuck in one area mm. of their life and what they say they're stuck in is never the problem um so for instance i've had people that have come to me thinking you know maybe it's more around health or um you know maybe it's working out maybe it's diet maybe it's something in that realm where they're like oh i need some accountability i want to get my health back on track and really it ends up being something along the lines of, well, my relationship with um, my significant other isn't where I want it to be. And I don't feel loved. I don't feel valued. I don't feel connected in this relationship. And they use something else to mask what the deeper problem is. So it's like um, an onion and really taking, peeling back all the different layers to get to what the root of the issue is. Hmm. Building some some self awareness on yeah. on the issues, yeah. yeah. I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. If you think about it, just like in a logical way of, like a lot of times we we miscalculate what's actually going on in our life, and it takes someone else to be like, hey, well, what about this? Yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing. Um, yeah. cool. it's, it's having you know someone from an outside perspective look in and just be there to ask that question to have the unbiased approach and ask what's going on in a certain area. And that's where whatever they respond with, that gives me the like, yes, like peel another layer. There's something else here or it's a no and it's redirect. Like what else is it? Um, so everything that a client tells me gives me more information as to where they're really being held back and what's really going on. So, okay. yeah. Cool. Um, sweet. And I, I saw something on your website that I, I wanted to bring up because it just seemed like an awesome statement. Uh, and it was, so your the wording here was basically like you guide people, encourage them, hold them accountable in order to create a life they fall madly in love with. And then you had the, your own, your very own love story. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I thought that was awesome because I mean, yeah, to your point, the goal of this is to create a life that you fall madly in love with, not that, not just, you know, that you feel like is okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, like when you start that process, right? Someone's like, I want to, want to build a life I'm madly in love with. Like, how do you, what, what's the first like break, like conversation and what's the first steps that you're taking with these people to, yeah. to make this or help them identify what this life is for themselves? Yeah. So it kind of goes back to what you said in that last question about, um, you know, what are the elements of designing your life and how it's, you know, the surface level problem is never the problem. Um, it's also thinking about when you fall in love with your life, you have to fall in love with yourself first. And in order to do that, you have to understand 
who you are, what you love about yourself, what your strengths are, what you value about who you are. And so when you think about, it's really that self-work because in order to have an extraordinary relationship with anyone else, that every relationship you have is really set upon that relationship you have with yourself. Like you can't physically love someone more than you love yourself because the amount of love that you have for yourself is the only level that you know. And therefore, that's the only level that you can give out to someone else. And so when you take the time to really dive into who you are and what you love about you, then you gain that clarity to understand, okay, so if these are my strengths, if these are my values, then I want to design my life in that way. Or then I want to um, create stronger relationships with these types of people. Or I want to go after a different career. And when you then align everything with who you are and what you value, that's when you fall in love with your life. Wow. I've never heard it phrased like that before. And I really liked that when you said the amount of love you have for yourself is the amount you can give to others. Cause all that's all, you know, I've never heard. I was like, wow, that's super profound. <laughs> that so it makes I, sense. I will tell you that the first time I heard it, I didn't believe it. The first time I, I don't know if I came across it in a book or where it was. That I first heard it. And this was many years ago. I was like, that's not possible. I love other people a lot. Like my family, my friends, like whoever it might be. And then I would, and then the more I dove into it, I was like, whoa, <laughs> like same kind of reaction you had. It's like, that is so true. Like, cause you don't know a deeper level. So then you can't get to that deeper level with someone else when you don't know it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And you mentioned, so you mentioned values in there too. And, you know, I, I've, I've heard about this as a point of conversation and coaching conversations and even as a general good way to guide your life in some way. But why is it so important for you? Like, why do you think it's so important for people to understand kind of their values and what does it do for people to identify and like, see, like, these are my values. Like, what does that, what does that do for a person? Values are everything. <laughs> um, so I would say when, when you know your values and you make decisions aligned with your values, that's what gives you potent clarity. So that's when you aren't going, you know, some people may struggle with analysis paralysis. We're like, do I do this? Do I do that? And then they, before you know it, they waste hours or days trying to make a decision. But when you know your values, then you use that as guideposts. So it's, does this decision align with these values that I have? And if it does, then it makes it, it, or if it doesn't, it makes it a really clear decision and it helps eliminate that guilt that many people have when it's maybe not um, the people pleasing decision, but it's the right decision for you. And when you have your values to back that up, that helps eliminate the guilt there. And every decision, I mean, your decisions create your destiny. So the direction of the life that you go in is all shaped by every decision you make. So when you can make those decisions with clarity, that changes everything. Right. So how would someone go about, like what would be a first step in identifying some of those values? Like is there, I assume yeah. there's many different ways to do it, but what's a good you know, framework for someone listening to say, hey, this is a good, like, good place to start, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, there are many different ways to go about it. Um, there are two separate things. So if you've, have you ever heard of Danielle Laporte at all? I haven't. 
Okay, so she is a best-selling author. She has this book called The Desire Map, and that helps you understand what your core desired feelings are. So it's a little different than values, mm-hmm. um, but it helps you understand how you want to feel every day, and then you make decisions based off of how you want to feel because every goal that you have, every decision you make is based off a certain feeling that you want to have when you really peel back the layers there. So that's one step is you could go through the desire map process. Um, and that's, that's brilliant. I love that. Another step is really just thinking about, okay, what are the things that I really enjoy? What are the things I love doing? What are the things that I, like I lose sense of time doing? And you can make a list of all those things. You can make a list of where where are you spending all your money? So you could literally go back to your bank account statements and look at, okay, this is where I spend the majority of my money. Is it on certain experiences, on certain like people? Is it um, certain activities? So looking at that. And then it's also thinking about um, what either TV shows, movies, or books do you read? So those three lists. Um, so it's the things you enjoy doing, doing that you lose like sense of time over. It's where's your money going? And then it's what TVs, movies, or books do you read? And then what are the commonalities between those three? And when you get an idea of those, that helps you understand the things that have heart and meaning to you, which in a sense is your values, the things that have meaning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, analyzing basically just the different things you do, spend money on the content you're consuming and start to like see the connection between it all. Yeah. So it's just, three lists and what are the things that show up in each of the three lists? What commonalities can you draw out? You know, because maybe it's certain people that you're always spending, like the things that you spend money on those activities or whatever it is. Maybe it's with the same people that you always do it because those are the people you enjoy being with. So whether it's family or friends or or significant other, or it maybe with a TV show or a movie, there's a certain character that, or a certain type of character that's in all of them that you are really drawn to or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So when someone, let's say I have my values identified and now it's, you know, Mm -hmm. a couple months down the road, you know, how, how do I use those to like continue like living an authentic life to those? Like, do you just like check in on them or, you know, like if they're this guiding tool, like, what do you like encourage people to do? Like hang them up on your wall? Like, yeah. How, how do I use them in like a practical sense to then like make sure, like remind myself of, of them on a daily or weekly or however long basis? Okay, that's a brilliant question, but I'm going to back up a second because one thing Sorry. I didn't mention about <laughs> values, which I don't know how I didn't mention this, um, your personality type. So you have to dive into who you are, like personality types, whether you take um, the Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, or taking Finder. Those are all brilliant ways of really diving in deeper to who you are, what you value, how you act, you know, um, mm-hmm. personality at its core. So that's another great tool to use to figure okay. out your values. Um, but then, yeah, how do you stay connected to them, right? How do you live in alignment with them? Um, for me, it's reviewing them every day. I have that as part of my morning routine. Um, for some clients, maybe they've done it where they set reminders on their phone certain times throughout the day, or maybe it's um, sending a calendar reminder that you just have on your computer or in your planner where you just write them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, I've also done this, I don't do this anymore, but in the past I've done it where, okay, for each one of my values, 
And I, I did it with my values and my strengths. I wrote out every morning how I was gonna use that value or how I was gonna use that strength or how I was gonna connect with it that day. So that just helps you to set the intention for the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not like there's a lot of options, just kind of whatever works for you in your given time frame. It's something that's gonna like constantly remind you of them and basically yeah. keep them at the forefront of your attention. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And for some people, maybe it's like, when I hear this song or when I read this quote, this reminds me of like encompasses all my values in total. So for some people, it might just be like having a quote up or um, having a song they listen to in the car on their way to work or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so it, it's, I would assume a big part of the alignment conversation would steer a little bit into career at points, mm -hmm. depending on, on the client. But you know, as I reflect on me diving into a, you know, a, my, my adult life and my career right now, um, you know, thinking about, well, that's a huge part of your life. And I would love for that, you know, my career to be aligned with my values. And I, I assume you've had these conversations before. And how do you help people going about if they've identified that their career maybe doesn't align with their values, or if they're interested in finding something that does align with their values more, uh, what's kind of a first step that you would take with someone? So it's like, it's knowing, you know, like you said, it's knowing your values, it's knowing your strengths. And does that align with the company's values or strengths? So that's number one, because who wants to be working towards a mission that they don't believe in or that their values don't align with? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times companies will have, you know, posted what their mission and what their values are. Do you agree with those? It's not that those values have to be exactly the same as yours, but there cannot be conflict between them. So if at any point you don't believe what that company stands for, then you don't want to work there. So gotcha. the next part is the people you work with. If you have a boss, a manager, um, someone in authority that you don't believe with how they choose to lead or how they choose to manage, and if it's not an option to you know, get away from that type of leadership to move to another team, or if the company is so small that you're always interacting with that person, that's also a clear sign that, nope, that's not where you want to be because your light cannot shine in that darkness because you're constantly going to be compromising your values to try to fit in at somewhere that you aren't meant to fit in at. Um, so it's understanding the company, understanding the type of people there, um, and I would just say in order to live in alignment with it, it's just anything that compromises your values. That's what you question because when your values are compromised, you can't move in the direction of your vision. You can't move forward with authenticity and who you are. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah, making sure that, right. The values align and mm -hmm. that you're working with good people. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> cool. And then, you know, it's also thinking about, do you enjoy the work? So maybe everything aligns for the company, the people, everything. But are you doing your soul's work? You know, and not everyone has to do that through a career. You know, some people do their soul's work or their purpose through volunteering or through um, some sort of side project or whatever it might be. But it's just making sure that you're fulfilling that outlet in some way. So some people choose to do that through their career. Other people choose other avenues, but it's just making sure that it's being fulfilled in some way. Okay, 
Cool. Yeah. So there's multiple outlets to, to fill that purpose and just figuring out what works for you. Okay, cool. Um, well, I want to flip the conversation a bit. Um, cause you know, obviously you have a lot of passion about this stuff and it's your yeah. life's work. Um, but I assume there was a point in your journey when like you started looking inward for yourself. Like, you know, I, I want to, I'm interested in that transition or what were you doing at the time or what, yeah. what kind of, put you on the journey of falling in love with yourself and, and mm-hmm. what did that look like um, for you, for you? That's an excellent question. Um, first of all, I'm going to put the disclaimer out there. I'm not perfect. So there are days <laughs> I do not like myself, um, you know, it's, but I don't view it as, you know, once you do all the work, then you're perfect. It's, you'll never hit any obstacles. It's just a matter of how quickly do you recognize when you're out of alignment or when something isn't working so that you can flip the switch and come back home. So it's coming back to your center, coming back to what you value. So just for anyone listening, (laughs) not that you're ever going to be perfect, but it's just understanding yourself enough to say, Oh, my response time is so much quicker because I recognize it didn't take me a week. It took me an hour to realize something's not right. I need to flip the switch and do whatever it is to get back on track. Um, But I would say, I mean, back to earliest time, I love Oprah. I <laughs> Who doesn't? I, okay, I started watching her when I was about eight or nine years old. Um, and I would watch her every day after school. And then, then it was high school. And graduating high school, um, I got voted to be the next Oprah in our senior class. Nice. <laughs> and, then, and then after that is when I really got into... like personal growth, self-help and college. So I never really enjoyed reading at all until I found the self-help section. Um, And that's when I started loving diving into some of the concepts and strategies. I came across Tony Robbins at that time at the beginning of college. And that's when I really started loving all this work um, and applying it to myself and then getting to the point of wanting to do this all the time and help other people do this work too cool so what was your first like job out of college like what'd you what'd you start with nothing related to this okay Uh, (laughs) yeah so when I first graduated college like everyone not everyone in Minnesota but a lot of people went to work at Target Corporate okay my mom my mom worked there for like 25 years so yeah 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 (laughs) so I I was there and it was there that I so I was working on the women's ready-to-wear apparel team and in merchandising so buying inventory planning all of that and my lead product designer she i remember having a meeting with her um or yeah one of the leads in that area and she basically ended up coaching me without me knowing what coaching was and Hmm. then her and i got talking and more about it and more about coaching. And she was sharing all about this training that she had gone through. I was like, I need to know more about this. (laughs) And um, and then it was, she's like, well, if you're so interested, she's like, I highly recommend you get a coach. I was like, duh, why didn't I think of that? You know, it's like, um, you have to be able to experience it and what is actually happening as the client to see if it's something that that's a good fit. And then after that, while I was still at Target, Um, I had decided to go through the CTI, um, coactive coaching training program. And then I've continued every year since. So like 
Ooh, maybe it was a year and a half, two years ago, I did some coaching training with Tony Robbins and his company and just learning different techniques and different things that work right. uh, to find your own style. So yeah, that that's like the biggest, like all the details in like a big nutshell because it's, I could go on for hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I just want to know about the, the jump, right? So you're working at Target and now you're running your own business. Like, can you give me a little bit about the, <laughs> yeah. how did so, you get from there to, to here, like the transition there? And yeah. maybe, maybe even, I'm interested always like a, a failure that kind of taught you a lesson on the journey. Cause I assume there was some, mm-hmm. some, you know, some failures along the way that kind of pushed you and, and led you and guided you towards you are where you are right now. So I was at Target when I realized that life coaching is what I wanted to do and started figuring out training and all that. And then in the meantime, I had jumped ship to another company because I wasn't happy with where I was. And I was like, well, well, I'm still figuring out this coaching thing. I'm going to at least try to find some peace in another company while I'm doing that. And I didn't enjoy that either. And it, you know, it's like when you get the Sunday night scaries and you just dread going into work the next day, that's when you know you're out of alignment too. Um, that should never happen. Um, so that's what I would say is like another sign for that. But while I was at this other company, that's when I started building my business on the side, um, and started going through more training and figuring out what I want this to look like. Um, and it was hard. It was really hard. I'll say that, you know, I remember the moment I was at a conference and, um, when I had first started taking on coaching clients and they had asked, what was it? It was something about, um, something about being the, being an entrepreneur. And it wasn't until that moment I had always identified as a life coach. I never had the identification of I'm also a business owner and an entrepreneur like that. Like I remember sitting in the conference was like, what? (laughs) You're like, dang it. (laughs) I'm, I have to figure this out. I like, I was just following a passion that I was so zoned in on what I'm doing. And this is my life's work that I never even took time to think about like the other labels that I now have and the other responsibilities that I now have by following my passion. So that was an interesting moment. And, um, I would say, you know, there are so many things that you learn along that journey, but asking for help is one of the biggest things that I've learned um, because I don't know how to do a lot of things. You know, I um, don't know how to make a website. I don't know how to do like so many behind the scenes technical things. And it's about knowing that everything is figure outable. So whether it's you and like utilizing your resources or using your network or whatever that might be, figuring out a solution, you know, nothing is impossible. I literally thought that it was impossible for me to figure out how to do a website. Like I remember that being my biggest hurdle when I first started, I was like, what do I even need a website? And then, and then figuring it out. Like I figured it out and it took a lot of hours. That's yeah. for sure. Um, but you know, everything's impossible until you do it. That's what I always say. So it's like the fact that we have electricity, you know, that we have light right now. 
it was impossible until someone did it. You know, someone going to the moon, it's impossible until someone does it. So that's what I always have to remind myself with. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just so true and such a powerful lesson to hear. Um, so my next questions are kind of a two-parter, but if you had to define what your dream life looks like for yourself, what would you say? And also, since we've talked a lot about values, what would you say that your most important values are in your life? Okay. You could just yeah, like, I, I, I love your questions. <laughs> These are great because, you know, it's the conversations that people don't normally get into, um, but it's the stuff that matters. So I love the questions that you're asking. That's really insightful. Well, good. <laughs> um, an extraordinary life. I think this changes, you know, as you grow and evolve, I think the definition for yourself will change. But for me, it's all about having meaningful moments. So really, truly connecting and being present with people. I think that leads to an extraordinary life. Um, living in alignment with your purpose and your values. Um, and then I would say the third thing that goes along with that, um, is growing, like just in any way, like experiencing new things, um, and continuing to grow and develop. And I, I'd say a fourth thing I would add in there too, um, contributing in some way. So giving back. Um, I think that leads to having a deeper sense of appreciation for things around you. Um, so yeah, so I would say those four things for me lead to an extraordinary life. Cool. Yeah. I like, I like the first one. I like all of them, but the first one you <laughs> said like being, just being present, like just being, being there for the moments yeah. and having, making your moments meaningful. That, that one resonated a lot with me. Cool. Yeah. So then, so then like living to your values, again, going into the part two of the question, what, you know, what are your values and, and, you know, how do you try to live those out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some of my core values are around like love is one of them. So doing everything you do with love. Um, I always say that whenever someone is hurting, or whenever, well, I take that back. Whenever someone shows anger, whenever they're mad, whenever they say something snarky, whenever they are just like kind of edgy, it's they're hurting in some way. There's some part of them that's hurting. And if you can approach that with love, instead of getting defensive or saying something snarky back or whatever it is, or being resentful, that changes everything. Um, so just always having a sense of love for the people, the things, life, all of it. Um, I think that could heal a lot of things in this world, almost everything. If people, if every person just loved one person a little more, like our world would be different. Um, um, so that's a huge one for me. Another one is, I mean, naturally family and friends, people, people are one of my biggest values. Um, I, my family's everything. Um, so they're, they're really good. And then <laughs> a third one is my faith. So my faith, like having a sense of spirituality, spirit, whatever you call it for me, it's God. Um, my faith is everything because when you mention like you might have setbacks or how do you get through certain things or what do you learn along the way? Um, 
every setback I have, every thing that I feel like I've stumbled on, it's always brought me back to God and understanding like I can't do everything on my own. It takes a level of trust. And I feel like it's always when I think I can handle it by myself or it's like God pulling me back and being like, hold up, <laughs> you can't <laughs> do this alone. Um, and just like kind of humbling me in a way. Um, so I would say those are the four biggest. Um, and the last one I would add in that, because so I have my values and then I have my core desired feelings, which are a little different. Okay. Um, I'm kind of combining them a little bit right now just to make it easier for people. It's no rules. Um, so the last one would be curiosity. So I really value being curious and just having that perspective. So when you meet someone, asking questions, getting to know them, or being curious about what's around you, and then being curious for about people, like which is exactly what you do on this podcast. You know, it's getting to know other people and what makes them who they are. Because you learn more about yourself, you learn more about others, and it opens up new perspectives that then help you grow. So I would say curiosity is the other one. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing those. Um, well, I'm being mindful of our time, so I want to ask a few final questions before we we wrap up here. But um, this is kind of a specific question, just to like, I'm curious if you have any habits or maybe just one habit that you kind of try to follow or stick to that you feel like has just really helped you maybe just even in the last year or so. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to say two. Okay. Um, so the first one is, uh, my morning routine is everything. Um, so I love having, like I spend time in my planner really like setting the intentions for the day. Um, I do gratitude through that too. What, what am I grateful for? All of that. Um, and then within my morning routine is also meditation. So that has changed everything for me. Um, just in having a fresh mindset, a clear mindset going into, um, everything. And then I do some sort of personal growth development in the morning. So whether it's, I multitask it. So as I'm getting ready, if I'm listening to a YouTube um, video interview of some sort, listening to a podcast, listening to a book on audio. Um, that's what I do every single day, just to like get yourself ready, get your mindset ready for the day. And it strengthens you, you know, it helps you stay more in this positive mind frame or the everything's figure outable mind frame instead yeah. <laughs> of into, um, why did this happen to me instead of going into victim mode or blame mode throughout the day. Um, so that's number one. Number two with sticking to, um, you know, habits that help me achieve what I want or go, um, stay accountable to what I want. I love, you know, setting out what my vision is and setting goals that really support that vision and understanding why they're important. But then in order to stick to them, I put them in a spreadsheet and I review those every day. And some of them, you know, it's literally checking off, like, did I do this today? Um, but some of those that are daily goals or whatever that might be, um, it's just reviewing every, what my goals are every day, because if you don't review them, you forget about them. And that's when everyone fails at their goals because they aren't intentionally being mindful of them and staying connected to them on a daily basis. So mm. that's one and two. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, yeah we could it sounds like you have some cool meditation and gratitude practices and I've been 
doing that a bit in my life. So I feel like I have so many things I want to ask about that, yeah. but we'll save that for next time. <laughs> All right. yeah. So uh, I'll leave it with, I'll let you kind of leave a, a party message. Um, if you could kind of just one thing on your mind based off our conversation or what you would want listeners to sort of take away from this conversation we had today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> can I say a couple things? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, um, the first thing I would ask you is a question that, um, some of you have maybe heard of this before. I actually started doing this way back when I first um, started coaching training. And I had someone ask me this question about if you had a billboard and you could write anything on that billboard, that people saw when they were driving in traffic, like rush hour, and that was the only thing that they got to stare at. What is your message that you wanna share with the world? And I would just ask everyone listening to answer that question because knowing what you value and what your purpose is, is so important. And that is an easy way that gives you a glimpse into what you would want that to say. And mine says, love more. like which goes into my values. If everyone could just love more and show more love, I think that would make everything different. Um, And then the second piece of that is, I would just say that you matter. So everyone listening to this right now, you matter. You have a purpose, you have a life, you matter, you have value. You are enough, you you are who you are meant to be. It's just a matter of you figuring out what that is. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the episode with Amanda Belke. The call to action is regarding values. We talked a lot about values and how they can be a driving force for your life, a compass or a GPS that steers your your car of life to the places that you want to go. And so my challenge and my call to action would be to really figure out what are your guiding values. Maybe it's three, four, five, but write those bad boys down, put them up in a place where you're going to see them all the time, maybe every single day, review them once a week, and just make sure the decisions that you're making are aligned with those values you have, because that's truly how you'll be able to create and manifest the life that you want and the life of your dreams. And so my dream chasers, once again, it's that time. Go out there and make your dream life a reality. I will see you next time.